Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Ew. Ew. Boom. We are getting into it today. Everybody, welcome into the Ball Blast podcast. I'm your host, Kate. And I'm Michelle. And you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Kate at FF Ball Blast. And I'm Michelle at Ball Blast Um. Ball Blast E-M. E-M. Um, we've got such an exciting month coming up here. We've got the North Park Lounge Fantasy Football Night here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Do not miss it. August 28th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. We're going to be doing a live Ball Blast podcast. Yeah, there'll be live drafts. Yeah. you Some uh, drink specials, some food specials. Moscow Mules, which are my fave. And you guys can chug a beer with us, the Ball Blast girls. Yeah, well, don't get us too drunk before we have to, you know, do our live podcast. But. It might make for a good podcast. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But we're going to have a, a good time at that. So don't forget to uh, RSVP with us to mock draft. If you actually are interested, just send us a DM. If you want to uh, get in on our live draft boards, holla. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash ballblast. Your support gets you access to our exclusive Slack chat, extra episode per week. If you can stand to hear our voices for another another hour of the month, it's a, a fun time. Uh, what, what else we got, Michelle? I think we have a pretty awesome guest today. Oh, yeah, that's right. We've got stepmom Lauren, y'all. Lauren, what's up, girl? Oh, my gosh, ladies. I can't. I'm so excited to be here. It's been a while, huh? I know. Thank you for having me. I love it. In case you didn't know, Lauren is a writer for the Fantasy Footballers, Fake Pigskin, the Fantasy Whispers. You can find her work at stepmomlauren.com. She's gotten a little too famous for us, so that's why we haven't had her on in a while. You be quiet. I'm I'm just saying. We've missed you, Lauren. You're doing some really cool things over at the Fantasy Footballers. What have you been working on? Oh, my gosh. So I just published – actually, it's not even published yet. I just submitted my most recent article. It is Three Wide Receivers You Can Trust in 2019. It's pretty good. I I like it. I have to say I learned some things, which is what I always do when I write these articles. I learned new things. I mean, it's great. That's, That's what we're supposed to do here is give you guys advice, but we learn stuff too when we're, when we're doing this and this whole garbage about me being more famous, you ladies, you, you hush. No, 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 no. Hey, you stop that. (laughs) We've got a good show to do with you today, Lauren. We're going to be talking about the NFC and the AFC North. Obviously we have the AFC North on lockdown being in Steelers territory and former Clevelanders. Yeah, people might uh, think we're a little bit biased towards them and hate on the Ravens and Cincy too much, but we'll try our best to uh, be cool, be cool. Yeah, we'll be chill. Um, We've got an interesting concept for you today. We're going to be playing tarot cards with lie detector Lauren. Oh, this should be interesting, guys. Woohoo! I'm so excited and a little nervous. It's the weirdest segment we've ever come up with. I like it. Get get in tune with your inner spirit animal. Harness your chi. Find your Harness place your of chi. zen and peace, and we shall yes. make this happen. 
I love it. Let's get into some news and notes. This just in. Breaking news. Breaking news. All right. So we've got a lot of a lot of stuff going on right now, Lauren. Like so much, so much flurries are in the air, right? It's preseason football. There's a lot going on and we we gotta figure out what to make of it. So let's let's kick it off with the the Los Angeles Chargers. Melvin Gordon still not presenting to training camp, not, yeah, here's not my participating in the preseason. For everyone who can not see us, which is everybody, I have a very not surprised, surprised face at all. Yeah, I don't think he comes back for this year. I'm so worried. I'm so worried about that. It's not even funny. And I own Melvin Gordon in one league, and I'm very sad that that is in existence right now. I'm crying a little bit inside. I'm not going to lie. I own a lot of Melvin Gordon shares. Yeah, you do. I know, girl. You feel me? It's just, it's a yeah. Real. It's it's a scary feeling. So, you know, as the Melvin Gordon owner, right? Do you, do you think he's coming back at all? Like, what is your prediction for this season? I have no idea. And like, I really want to say yes because I own him. I want to be like, oh yeah, sure, nothing to worry about here, nothing to see, folks. Move along. I am really worried only because the Chargers don't really seem all that invested. Like, I don't know if you guys have caught any of the preseason games with them, but there's no Melvin Gordon in highlights or promos. Kind of gives you an idea of how they feel about this whole situation. They're digging their heels in. Melvin Gordon is digging their heels in. It's just, it's depressing. And especially this news coming out with what they're going to be doing with Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. It's kind of like, wow, okay, so we're really moving forward with this. This is a real thing, and it's not just you know, just news that is going to be here today, gone tomorrow. It's, it's scary. Yeah. So that report was saying that Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson will have a 50, 50 split while Gordon, you know, is out. So which one would you rather own Austin Eckler or Justin Jackson? That's a really good question. So I like Austin Eckler simply for his standalone value, uh, because he can do things in the offense, whether or not Melvin Gordon is in. I understand, of course, it's going to be a little bit more in his favor with Melvin Gordon out. But simply for value, I do like Justin Jackson. Isn't he going in like the 11th round right now? Yeah, he's going super late. Yeah, he's going super late. And Austin Eckler is going super early. So if they're going to be using these guys in a 50-50 split, you are getting a, a steal of a lifetime with Justin Jackson if they are actually true to their word and they move forward with this kind of split backfield that's unbelievable so if I have the opportunity I'm going to go ahead and take Justin Jackson even if it's just a dart throw at this point just to see if they actually do what they're going to say you know what I mean they they've definitely got a lot of interesting sort of moving parts and I thought the in the phrasing of this report coming out about Eckler and Jackson was interesting the Chargers plan to use Eckler and Jack like so yeah it's, it's not point. it's not just if if Melvin Gordon, it sounds like they're really just not planning to come back. It sounds like they're still pretty far away um, from each other on talk. So just an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Also with the Chargers, we've got Derwin James uh, going to be out with a stress fracture. Um, going to miss significant time. That might be good uh, for the passing game when you consider the fact that a, a big key defensive piece is out. Might tilt the script a little bit because he is a big part of that of that defense. Right. Yeah, And you have Keenan Allen with his injury, dealing with his injury. They say he should be good to go by week one, but who knows, you know, if he has a setback, that could be bad. So are you, you high on Mike Williams with all of these? 
I okay. am. You know what? I just tried to acquire him in a trade with my fantasy footballer writers league. It did not go over well at all. I did not get what I wanted. And I, I was sad. I cried a little bit. But another thing I did hear too, I don't know if it's true or not. I haven't been able to um, third party confirm, but I also hear that uh, Keenan Allen has some knee swelling in addition to his ankle injury, which is curious. So I am high on Mike Williams. I like him a lot, especially since he's going, I believe, in the fifth round. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that, in half PPR. Um, I do like him simply for the, this, the fact that he is going to be a relied-upon piece um, in that offense. And he's, he, he's big Mike Williams. He's a big-framed dude. He should be able to have some opportunity. He's a tight here. end. Mike Williams? Yeah, he is. He's built like one, man. Like brick ass house. Why not? So I think Mike Williams is going about three rounds too early. Uh, but if Keenan yeah. Allen if Keenan Allen does have to sit out, then I mean Mike Williams would shoot way up. That, oh, yeah. that would be great value. One last question about the Chargers. So say you are in your redraft league or redraft drafts right now, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Where like Say Melvin Gordon, he's falling, he's falling. I know this is going to be happening in plenty of people's drafts. Where do you pull the trigger? On Melvin Gordon? Yes. I point it at the wall. And I don't I don't even look at him. I don't want to deal with that headache. That's just a personal thing for me. Like I have enough drama with players that I have drafted to try to stream that I don't want to have to worry about someone like that. Now, there is an argument to be made that if he falls and falls and falls, he if he comes back, which there's a big possibility, it could be an if, he is Melvin Gordon. He will still produce. And if you can get him like fourth, fifth round, I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't do it. I don't know. I would, I would really, really struggle with that on a personal level to pull the trigger on him. Maybe just because right now I'm personally really mad at him. You know, how hath no fury like a woman scorned? And he is scorning me right now. Hardcore. I don't like He's scorning it. me very well, it hurts my hard. soul. And you know what? I don't like that. I don't like that. After what he did to us last year too, during the playoffs, right? Like, how dare he? How dare you? How dare he get injured and take Ugh. time to recover? That is not appropriate. And then try to go get some money. Like no, so not, rude. Not, I, no, it's it absolutely. Don't they have our interests in mind? Come on. Yeah. I, I, I think we all raise valuable points. Agreed. So Melvin Gordon, if you're listening, please come back soon. Yeah. Stepmom Lori um, and the Bob Blast girls say, let's go, bro. Let's go. Happen. I'll pay you, dude. It's fine. I got um, 10 let's, bucks, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> that's all I have. And I'm sure that'll tilt. I will tip give you one dollar. Um, Antonio Brown is quote unquote close to practicing. How do you feel about Antonio Brown? Does his uh, frostbitten feet like give you any hesitation whatsoever in drafting him for let's say a redraft league. Eh, I don't know how much of this is just like drama to produce drama for drama's sake for hard knocks. So the fact that he still has feet is good. Feet are good. But if he can't feel his feet, that is going to be an issue. He's still Antonio Brown. So I don't know if I'm going to be that scared off by it. But I need to kind of see a little bit more from Antonio Brown. I want to see him in preseason or practice at least just to see how he does. I mean, it almost seems like he's coming up with every 
storyline in the book to have a storyline. You know, it's the helmet, it's the feet, it's, you know, next it's going to be a, a dreadlock out of place. I don't even know. <laughs> but I'm not all that scared away from him because he is Antonio Brown and he will produce for you. The only problem is temper expectations with him because he may not be able to produce where he's going in his draft position, in his ADP. In fact, he is one of my best candidates for this year, sadly Ooh. and unfortunately. Yeah, he is. Um, but he's still Antonio Brown, so it's not like he's going to give you a bunch of goose eggs. If he's on the field, he should score you points. And I think he'll play through the injury. He's a tough dude. I, I, you already see him running. He just has trouble stopping. But I think if it was game time, he'd get himself out there some way, somehow. They have enough drugs to make you not feel the pain. And I think the biggest issue with Antonio Brown will just be, you know, is he does he have that connection with Carr right, right. away, or does it take some time? And exactly. I think it'll take some time. All right. Next up, Andrew Luck. Our man, Andrew Luck. Hold on. Is he going to play? Wipe my tears away. Hold on. I got to wipe my tears away. Okay, continue. Is he going to play week one? I mean, just just make us feel better here, Lauren. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's going to play week one. I don't know. I'm lying out of my teeth right now. I don't know, especially since they misdiagnosed his injury in the first place, which sucks. High ankle, is it a high ankle sprain or just an ankle sprain? They said it's not a high ankle sprain, but it's a small little bone. That's issue. how they described it, a small little bone issue, which is very ambiguous. Nobody yeah. knows what that means, but they're saying it's not a high ankle sprain. Do you know but, how many bones are in the tarsals? There's a lot, a lot of little itty-bitty baby bones. Guess what? All of your body weight rests on your little itty-bitty baby small bones. That worries me. Isn't it on his plant leg as well? I, I'm not sure, actually. I think but it We'll take your word for it. I, I think so. Don't quote me on that either. If I'm wrong, tweet me. I don't mind being wrong. I I'm totally guessing it would be less, or less worrisome if it wasn't his planting legs. So. Exactly. Exactly. And, okay, so the thing is, they're being really cautious with how they're treating this. They're, it's like they're going above and beyond to make sure that they're, he's going to be okay. I'm glad they're not forcing him to practice. I'm glad we're not seeing him in preseason. So I think the more rest that he gets, the the better the chances are that we'll see him week one. Will we see him week one? I'm not sure. Uh, but that doesn't mean he's going to sit out the whole season, in my opinion. So even if he does sit out maybe a week or two, I'm not necessarily as worried. It's if something else comes out that it's not, quote, just a little bone issue, or I'm not actually, that's not a real quote. That was an air quote. So don't actually come at me and be like, you totally misread that quote, stepmom Lauren, because then I won't care. I won't respond because I'm not just really trying to actually quote. But yeah, so then I won't be so worried, but I am, I am worried right now. I don't so like it. I know you just said that you think he might miss a week or two, right? But Possibly, my yeah. issue here is if he doesn't start week one, this issue has been going on for months now. Why all of a sudden after two weeks, if he can't play week one, what's going to get better in two weeks for him to be able to play? Like, I feel like if he doesn't play week one, who knows when we're going to see him? Because what's going to change in those short amount of weeks when you ask he's me been to make struggling? you feel better, Michelle, I'm trying to make you feel better. <laughs> no, no, I'm not trying to argue with your take. I'm just, I'm just so worried. I am too. I am too. I'm trying to find that silver lining, positive spin. I, I will know. say his I ADP has fallen drastically. Which is the silver lining. The silver that is the silver lining. So he was going like early fifth round, right? Like two weeks ago. He's he's fallen a whole round since we last recorded our podcast, like Monday's show. Wow, um, that's quick. FYI, we're recording this on Friday, August 16th. Yeah, 
sure. 16. I'm yeah, good with dates. 16. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> actually recording this show a little bit early. FYI to our listeners, just in case there's any crazy updates from the preseason games this weekend. Um, since we're going to be at the Fantasy Football Expo this weekend, we are recording this Friday a bit early, but you know we'll we'll be sure to be tweeting out any relevant news. But yeah, literally since we recorded uh, our Monday's episode on Sunday, which was five days ago, he's fallen a full round. Which is wild. He's yeah, at the seven oh three now. That's crazy. Yeah. It's good it's, for our fantasy owners if he comes back, but you have to be willing to understand you're taking a big risk at this point. Who knows what's gonna happen in the next two, three weeks, guys? So keep your eye on it for sure. But I just have like glue on my fingers, like holding on to Andrew Luck with like every last fiber of my being because I <laughs> I love him so for fantasy that I'm I don't wanna believe it. But maybe I'm just I don't know. Maybe I'm just in denial. I don't know. I don't care though. I like Andrew Luck, but I'm, I'm scared. I'm definitely scared. You know, Andrew Luck is going less than a full round uh, ahead of young Kyler Murray, who didn't have the best night in week two of the preseason. No, I think they need to like go to like the film room and understand what the word blitz means. Yeah, I've heard of blitzes. Yeah, I, I think I think most of the people in the NFL have heard of those. They should learn how to identify them and then how to uh, protect their quarterback against them. Just a yeah. just a word to the wise. Uh, what do I know? I'm not in football myself. I'm in fantasy football, but that's just a you know throwing that out there. What? So Kyler Murray's going pretty early in fantasy football drafts. He's going at the 801 right now, Lauren. He completed three of uh, eight passing attempts for 12 yards and zero touchdowns yesterday. He got just absolutely demolished. Yes. Like couldn't stay standing, had to throw the ball away, just wasn't hitting the mark, right? Like yep. didn't really see him rush too much. He had The whole team was just riddled with offensive penalties. Are you worried at all about Kyler Murray and does this affect where you're drafting him? Like, would you draft him at the 801 where he's currently going? At You know, this may seem spicy. I will. And I don't necessarily worry that much about this preseason game because this is when you work out kinks, right? So this is where Cliff Kingsbury has his first big chance to see an NFL team because he's college guy, right? So he has to see these things. He's going to make adjustments and it's early enough in preseason right now where they can go back and study this and say, Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And I have enough faith in the coaching staff. I have enough faith in Kyler Murray, David Johnson, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, all of these supporting cast members around them that this was a bump in the road that had to happen. And I'm glad it happened now. So I think we're going to see um, a transition and a growth from pretty much everyone that they're going to be evaluating when it comes to all of these preseason games. And there was an interview with him with, uh, I think it was Lisa Salters and uh, he looked mad. You could tell Kyler Murray was mad about his, his own production with the way the team was playing. And he was just like, you know what? It's preseason. We're learning, we're figuring it out. I'm okay right now. I'm still okay with that because I've seen what he's been able to do in college he just didn't do those classic Kyler Murray things that got him drafted, which was living to see another down. He wasn't recognizing things the way that he normally recognizes them, um, like, for example, the Blitz. And I, I think this was a good learning experience for him. He doesn't scare me off that much yet, but it does make me want to watch him closer, if that makes any sense, as I ramble on. Lauren, we have some breaking news. <gasps> no! 
So what? it is It is Friday, guys. So this is breaking news for us while we're recording. But uh, the NFL has reinstated Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon. Shut up. No way. Has <laughs> stole him in dynasty drafts this year because he nice. was going he was going in the late teens. That so late. So I don't know how do we feel? How do we feel about Josh Gordon right now? He's I'm going in the 12th mad. round. I'm kind of mad because I like Julian Edelman a lot and I just got that article out about Julian Edelman. Uh, he will still be it. fine. Julian Edelman fine. will Julian Edelman will get his. He may actually be better for it because the coverage won't just be focusing on him. But what happens with Nikhil Harry now? I, that's a really good point. Irrelevant. Nikhil Harry is, is banged up. I mean, he does become irrelevant um, for so many reasons. He's banged up. They. It, it sounds like he's, he's had some as a rookie picking up the offense, which is understandable. The Patriots don't have an easy offense to understand, which is part of the reason that Tom, not that, not that Josh Gordon was a rookie, but Tom Brady was super impressed with Josh Gordon and the fact that he was able to pick up the offense so soon. What on earth it's did they reinstate him? What? Well, I mean, I, I think he does deserve to be reinstated. I, I know he's going I to just surprised. keep... I'm surprised. I'm surprised with the way the NFL is kind of working nowadays. Like, I think they're trying to backtrack their way because I, I think everybody sort of realized that suspending somebody for weed is just... Yeah, I mean, he was doing a little bit down, more than yeah. that, but um, I, I do... I did expect this, actually. I did think he was going to be reinstated. I did take him in any startup I had because he was going so late. So I'm excited about it. That's a good point, yeah. Uh, But at the same time, does that, like, so we're already talking about Nikhil Harry. What about James White? Because last year he was on fire because he was the only person in the offense left, basically. Right. Does Does this hurt James White as well? I don't think so. I think James White has carved out his identity um, in the passing game as a running back. So he had 123 targets for 87 receptions. He had seven receiving touchdowns. Um, I think he had five rushing touchdowns. His his identity there is usually at the goal line. Um, sometimes that's kind of a trickery play. Josh Gordon, he has he's that he's that big downfield play speedster. He has his identity as well. So I don't, I mean, obviously the targets are going to go down a little bit, but I don't necessarily worry too much about James White in that offense with Josh Gordon back. If anything, like Kate was alluding to, this is going to be even better for the other uh, receivers and pass catchers around him. I'm just curious to see what Josh Gordon is going to do with it. Let's see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. Okay, we're going to get into our segment here in a second, but was there anything else you wanted to bring up from the preseason that you really wanted to talk about? No, it's preseason. Okay. Where's it's been a, Come on. It's been a really lackluster <laughs> first two weeks, in I my know. opinion. Like the Eagles game was kind of boring. I mean, Miles Sanders did pretty good, but at the same time, there's like 3,000 running backs there. I mean, the Raiders actually look semi-decent, but again, it was against the Cardinals. There's another guy, a cornerback for the Cardinals, um, Alfred, he's hurt. So the Cardinals secondary sucks again. I don't even know. It's just, uh, let's get to real football. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm with you. Hopefully tonight's games bring us more to talk about. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our segment. Guys, during the season, you're going to spend so much time asking us questions. So much time. But at fantasygo.com, you can find the only site of its kind to allow you to literally pick your favorite analyst, obviously me. It could be me too. Come on, Kate. Maybe. Um, 
me or I guess maybe Michelle or maybe Lauren. I don't even know. If you're Mm -hmm. in too many leagues, go on vacation. You can't be bothered to keep up with the news. Maybe you're on a Bahamian cruise. Bahamian? Yeah. (laughs) Bahamian cruise? Anyway, maybe you're on some fancy cruise and you don't have that internet connection. You need somebody to set your lineups. Go to fantasygo.com. Go to the marketplace. Find your favorite analyst by searching Kate M. Or Michelle M. Or maybe Lauren Carpenter. I don't know. Um, but go search for your favorite analyst and get us to help manage your teams that week. Go week by week. It's the only site of its kind, but you get your advice straight from the source. No, will they respond to my Twitter? Because we know Matthew Barry ain't responding, guys. Ooh, what a shade of Matthew Not Barry. Not a shade. He's a busy dude. So go check him out at fantasygo.com. All right, guys, so we've got a very interesting segment today. We're going to be reading the tarot cards. We literally have a deck of playing cards, which we have completely destroyed by writing all over them with Sharpie. One (laughs) pile of cards, one pile of cards has a bunch of player names that are going to be fantasy relevant from the NFC and AFC North. The other pile has a myriad of categories. Michelle, why don't you... Lay those out for us. Okay, so we have seven categories. They are, they read as a bust, consistent fantasy producer, good value, league winner, bad value, should be off your draft board, and inconsistent with boom week, so maybe they'd be a better best ball player. So we're going to pick one card from the deck with a player's name and then one card from the deck with the categories. And Lauren is going to tell us if these cards are lying or telling the truth. Are you ready to test those, uh, those tarot cards here, Lauren? I, my, my chi is buzzing. I'm ready to go. Okay. So first off, are you ready? We're all ready. ready. Okay. Oh my God. I'm so nervous. I'm nervous too. Who's going to be the first card up? All right. So I'm picking it now. Okay, We've okay, got okay. Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Um, next up, we have to pick his his status for the year. The tarot cards read Ooh. bust. <gasps> Lauren, will Aaron Jones be a bust? So for our sake, I think it's it's safe to consider bust as somebody who will not perform at their ADP. Not even close to their ADP. That would be a very big disappointment. No. I mean, yes, that's a bust. That's a bust. Okay. Either way, those tarot cards lie. They are liars. There's no way Aaron Jones is going to be a bust. Mike McCarthy is gone, yo. That means no more Jamal Williams experiment. That's been done. It got moldy in the Petri dish, and it was growing like fangs and, and venom. Not cool. So, again, this is going to be Aaron Rodgers' Sort of, maybe, if he can get along with Matt LaFleur. But anyway, this is Aaron Jones' backfield. I love him. Those tarot cards are dirty, dirty liars. I don't like it. Aaron Jones is not a bust. 
And in the 12 games he played, which a lot of those games he was not seeing a high carry volume, he averaged 13.2 points per game in half PPR, which put him as a running back 23 on the season for total points. So not even just average points. He was a running back 23. He was seeing like inconsistent carry load at the max. That is just being nice to the Green Bay Packers. They were not using him correctly and only played 12 games and he was still the running back 23. His ADP right now is in the third middle of the third round I think that's fair are you worried about his injuries at all no no I'm not worried about it at all in fact I I would not be surprised if the as the season preseason I should say progresses if that ADP doesn't go up if it stays right where it's at I'm super happy taking Aaron Jones yes please all right nice next up Kate next up are you ready I'm ready next up we've got Mark Ingram oh Bad value. <gasps> oh, no. So Mark Ingram is going in the fourth round. He's going at the 408. Is that bad value? Is Are these cards lying or telling the truth? Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh, this is so hard. You know what? I think those cards are leaning towards the truth I think they are I think they're leaning towards the truth I say leaning because if he was going like any higher then it would be totally true so at the fourth depending on who you're taking first in your drafts maybe you're looking at like a wide receiver heavy in your first couple picks and then Mark Ingram is there towards the middle end of your fourth round that's that's pretty good but he does have potential to not be as good as we all think he might be in this new offense with the Baltimore Ravens, who we all know the RB one there is Lamar Jackson, right? Am I right? Am I right? Obviously. I don't know. I think these cards are leaning a little bit more towards the truth there. So I get you totally with Mark Ingram, but it's a little bit for a different reason because Gus Edwards, when he became the starter, he was on it. The Gus bus was on an insane pace for over 200 carries, 1,400 rushing yards, nothing in the receiving game, and his touchdown totals were super low. Hopefully the Ravens, well, not hopefully because we're Steelers fans, but hopefully the Ravens, in terms of (laughs) fantasy production, will score more often, which will allow the running backs to score more often. But what I'm worried about is Justice Hill or even Gus Edwards still. Like, Do you think they get involved or do you think they just use one running back? I definitely think that Justice Hill is going to get involved simply because he's so explosive. But yeah, they could definitely get all of them involved. Why not? They used a lot of Kenneth Dixon last night, um, preseason week two. In the first two drives, we saw three different running backs and they just sort of flip-flopped in and out. Um, But we definitely saw more Kenneth Dixon than I, I really expected at that point. Did I he think get hurt though? That's the question. Because like after the first carry, like yeah. But he did come back in. But dude acted like he needed to go out on a stretcher after his like first <laughs> oh, or Lord second carry. <sighs> That's why I'm not worried about Kenneth Dixon because we've never yet seen him be able to play even a full game. It feels like I could be totally wrong there. It just seems like every time you watch him, he gets hurt. It's the eyeball test, though. So I totally understand where you're coming from, though, because it's going to be like, okay, what there's there's metrics and there's statistics. But then what do your eyeballs tell you? Come on. Sometimes that's almost better than the numbers. Sometimes. No. I And I think the, the best way to approach fantasy is by using both of those. And the fact remains that 
pretty much everybody that they rotated into that backfield last night passed the eyeball test, which tells me you've got a great rushing system and you've mm-hmm. got running backs that know how to utilize it. So I think if Mark Ingram was really honestly on any other offense, I'd be in on him. I like him as a running back. I don't like him in this particular season uh, system just because of the fact that I do think that they're going to rotate more guys in than I would like for him to be fantasy relevant at that kind of price. What she said. Boom, roasted. All right, you ready for our next one? I'm so ready. Lie detector Lauren. We've got Tyler Boyd. Oh, geez, let's go. Uh Uh-oh, okay. The second card reads. Is it going to be? Winner. No, no, winner. Truth or lie? Garbage. It lies. That's garbage. No, 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 no. I cannot stress that enough. Absolutely not. Those tarot cards need some soap in their mouths and they need to figure themselves out. No, there's no way. Okay, here's the problem. Cincinnati's offensive line is hurt, banged up, whatever. They're going to be double covering Tyler Boyd with A.J. Green out. This is not even a question. So how can he honestly produce and be a league winner for you? I get it if they had solid tight end there, but you've got, you know, Tyler Eifert. And then is it uh, Tyler Croft is still injured? I mean, is he even coming back this year? Who else do they have besides, you know, the dreaded Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd? No. And he's going in like the fifth round. No. Don't no. disrespect Tyler Eifert away. like that. I love Tyler Eifert. Trust me, he won me. He won me my league. I love Tyler Eifert, but you know, there's only so far I can go with that. The man, you know, he's he's getting up. He's like my age, and we 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 got we got problems. It's fine. It's okay. He physically refuses to stay on the field. That's my problem with him. He gets paid. I don't blame the man. I don't blame him at all. But let's be honest. Tyler Boyd is is going in an uphill battle. It's not his fault. I do not think he's going to be a league winner. And those tarot cards. They are dirty liars. No. So do you think he would do better with AJ Green there or? Yes. Okay. I do too. I mean, yes. he was better last season with AJ Green there. Marginally. Yes. Mar- yeah, it was pretty close to the same, but it did feel like I owned him in fantasy. I felt like he did better with AJ Green there, but it wasn't too big of a difference when you actually look at the numbers. He was a wide receiver 17, you know, on the season in total points, which is really good when you think like Tyler Boyd, you got him on the waivers last year. Mm-hmm. He should see a ton of targets, but for some reason I'm with you. Like he's going in the fifth round. I don't feel like that's that big of a steal. I think that's appropriate value, but I'm with you that I don't see him being a league winner, even with AJ Green gone. Right. I mean, as a as a wide receiver too, as someone who can get you some fantasy points, I get it. Yeah, I just don't think he's the league winner. All right, Kate, we're on to you. Give us our next one. Should I start reading these in some sort of like Miss Cleo voice. People like when you do accents. What what accents should we, should we do here? I am Miss Marjuk. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We have Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is. I am Miss Cleo. <laughs> Bad value. So, so I will. So, so we have Joe Mixon is a bad value. I can't handle oh, this. Miss Cleo. Oh my God, Miss Cleo, you have spoken into my soul. You have grasped onto my heartstrings, and your tarot cards 
have come true. <gasps> wow. I, I That's like, your hottest like take yet. I don't like Joe Mixon. Don't like him. Don't like him. I don't like him as a human being. Oh, I don't like no. him as a football player. And I don't like him in fantasy. Again, we're going to go back to the Cincinnati Bengals offense, guys. And the offensive line, like I said, eh. Plus, the only two people who are going to be not, – not only. I'm being grossly exaggerating right now. But you've got Tyler Boyd. Then you have Joe Mixon. They're going to be stacking the box against him. And I think he is so overrated. No bueno. So after Joe Mixon, you got Dalvin Cook, Carrion Johnson, Damian Williams. Right before Joe Mixon, you have Nick Chubb. Would you be taking all of those guys over Joe Mixon? Absolutely, without even a hesitation. Ooh. How about Todd without Gurley? Hesitation. I get. I'll take him too. Way over. Way over Joe Mixon. Whoa. I do I do yep. have my concerns about A, the offense in general. I, I think mm-hmm. you you really need to beef up the passing game if you're going to be able to sustain a running back who needs the volume. He is an explosive player, but I can easily picture everybody just stacking the box, right? Like yep. he's your big weapon. They can't just focus on Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon and plan for success in that offense. I really, I think he's going to be a letdown, and I think the offensive line is going to be a bigger problem than we really want to admit at this point. I love the potential. If everybody on that offense was healthy, I'd probably be going mixing over a lot of those guys. I'm not. So I actually disagree with you guys. Uh, I really like Joe Mixon. I wrote a whole thread about Joe Mixon versus Cook versus Connor, and People think I'm a Mixon hater because I said that Connor was so much better in so many categories. I mean, it was just the truth. And of course, I'll still be taking Connor a hundred times out of a hundred times over Mixon. Like there's no, I will not be thinking about it. Cook and Mixon, I'll have to think about a little bit more. But with Cook's injury history, I think I have to go Mixon here. I mean, his injury history is laughable. Like in a few years ago, he was walking up the stairs, tripped, and he like hurt his, like hurt his shoulder very badly. That is called injury prone. Oh my God, is he me? That's the kind of stuff I do. Yeah, he's been hurt every single year since 2014. He has not gone a full season without getting injured. So why would we expect in the sixth season that Cook is not going to get injured? But this is not about Dalvin Cook. It's about Joe Mixon. I I was just going to say, I can go into a whole blurb (laughs) about the Vikings offense if you want, boo. (laughs) I will love to hear that, but... We'll have to wait for another time, unfortunately. We're going to have to have you on for the... um, Oh, wait. Dalvin Cook is in this pile. Oh, we need to pull him. I was going to say we have to wait for the NFC North, but he's in this pile, and I hope we pull him so we can hear that. Um, But Joel Mixon will be heavily, heavily involved. We already saw him last year be awesome for fantasy, and they had Jeff Driscoll, and they didn't have A.J. Green. They still had a terrible line. So not anything really is changing for him except... They get Andy Dalton back, which I do think Andy Dalton is a much better quarterback than Driscoll, even if that's not saying much. So I'm still high on Joe Mixon. I think he's going at appropriate value. I wouldn't say he's good value, but I, I wouldn't go bad value. But you and Kate are on the same page, so maybe I'm wrong here. That's okay. It's you okay have to be your wrong. You stick to it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't go there, but okay, no. Okay. <laughs> She's allowed <laughs> to. <laughs> I'll always go there. Wifey's. I love that Miss Cleo voice, though. That was that was something spectacular. <laughs> oh, she's coming back, didn't I? Did oh, I tell I you guys? So. Yay! Yay! Carrion Johnson. Ooh, is she English now? <laughs> Carrion Johnson. What you want to say about Carrion Johnson, love? Stop it. Talk it to me. Cheers. Oh, oh, this one hurts in my heart. 
Carrie Ann Johnson should be off your draft board. <gasps> oh. Oh, my heart hurts right now. Your heart now. is one, at one with the tarot cards, oh, Lauren. What are you thinking? It's not. Why aren't these cards reading my chi, man? I thought I was getting it out into the atmosphere. I, 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 I think they're lying. Did you like how I was not committed to that at all? <laughs> yeah, I want you to be more committed. Come on, Lauren. Let me try again. Hold on. Let me try again. Let me, let me find my place of peace. Yes. Those cards are lying. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I like Carrion Johnson. I am totally with Michelle on this. I love Carrion Johnson. I like his opportunity in this offense. I don't care if Jason Moore's spirit animal, CJ Anderson, is on the offense. I don't really care what Matt Patricia has to say. Carrion Johnson is talented. Let's hope he stays healthy. I think he should be on your radar. I get it. He's going in the second round, but that could totally be worth it. Put him on your team. I like Carrion. Plus, he's the name in my Adam Rank League rank and file. Carrion. Perfect. Love it. (laughs) I think we talk about carry on Johnson enough that we can move on to the next card. Everyone understands that I think these tarot cards are the biggest liars in the world from this statement. Guys, can I just warn you? I don't think we should upset the spirits here. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm here. I'll protect you. Maybe they should be better. (gasps) (gasps) All right. I'll sleep with one eye open tonight. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Did you hear that cackly laugh? That was so scary. <laughs> that was maniacal. It's okay. My laugh is like I'm choking on something. So you're good. That's okay. I, I think you have a fine laugh. So who's lying this time? All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's get into the next tarot card. James Washington. Oh, uh, excuse me. I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. My bad. It's okay. You cannot edit out this laughing. This is what makes it the best. (laughs) Okay, so James Washington. (laughs) You have to get it out. My husband is outside the window of my office looking at me like, what are you laughing about? I'm like, I can't explain it right now. Do I have to say it for you? No. Inconsistent with boom weeks. (laughs) Oh, wow. The tarot cards are telling the truth right now, ladies. Better play in best ball. I agree. I, you know, Miss Cleo, I, I almost called you Chloe. See, dyslexia. Oh, maybe you're like Cleo's like alter ego. I am. Chloe. Cleo, Chloe. I don't even know. But yeah, I think James Washington can have some boom games. I think most of them are going to be bus games, but James Washington is great for basketball. You know, I am in love with Dante Moncrief. He's my, like my champ. I love him. But James Washington, it's his sophomore year now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it's a sophomore year. Generally, that's going to see more targets. Let's hope he has better than like a 43% catch percentage, which I think he had last year. Um, let's just hope he matured a little bit in this offense. And I think he could have some boom games. I And again, like I said, I think some of them, most of them are going to be bust. But yeah, I, I think the cards actually told the truth this time. They, they heard you, Michelle. Michelle, they heard you. They did. They were like, okay, we have to be true one time. Oh, God, we got to soothe Michelle, make sure she's not upset. Brenda. Brenda. Does. (laughs) (laughs) 
Does James Washington, uh, his week one performance that he like caught fire in his pants uh, week one, does that like change your mind? <laughs> does he have an STD? The poor guy. <laughs> All right. I'll try that again. I'll try that again. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. I think it does lean towards showing his maturity in the offense. So, yeah, there is an opportunity for him to continue that growth. It intrigues me. It doesn't excite me, especially since he's got that fire in his pants, man. Go see a doctor. <laughs> there's, there's cream for that. There are, I promise. There <laughs> is some cream for that. Alan Robinson. I am Miss Cleo. <laughs> Good value. Uh, for Maybe. reference... For reference, Alan Robinson is going at the 701 and half PPR formats. What do we think? Yeah. You'll take I'm not it. committed to it. I, I'm not, I'm totally not committed to this. This is when like the tarot cards gave me like crap GPS directions where I'm like, I mean, I guess I could go that way. Sure. Nope. Like, I don't know. Like you're not excited I, I'm, about I'm, it, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I could, yeah, that that does make sense. But Alan Robinson doesn't really, like, give me the warm and fuzzies like some other names do. Perhaps I'm just out of touch with Mr. Robinson. But Perhaps. You know, I, I think we have heard some really interesting stories out of camp. Every, every report, I think, except one from the last week, has said that he had a really, really rough camp for Mitch Trubisky. I... I think this is sort of a big year for him. He really needs to show some some growth and maturity in that offense. And I think this is also a big year for Allen Robinson. Like, do we see him come to fruition? We don't know. Yeah. And that's a really good point. I'm glad you bring that up. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm just not sold on it is because maybe it doesn't have that like recency bias, you know, that I think we're all used to these like specific names that are going to come up and, and bite you. But you know, what was it to, what was Miss Cleo? What was the tarot card read for this? Was it good value? Good value. So, you know what? Maybe it is because he's going in at the 701 and you have the opportunity to get a highly targeted wide receiver in this offense. So, you know what? I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to say these tarot cards are actually correct because when somebody doesn't have that really big name coming into this league, but yet they have the opportunity to catch fire with another year of maturity under their belt, with another year of maturity under the quarterback's belt, there is opportunity for him here. And keeping his name kind of quiet may work in, in your benefit if, if that's someone that you might want to take on your league. And in the seventh round, why not? If you, by that time, you should probably already have a majority of your starters there that this could be a streamable option for you in a flex spot or even as a wide, wide receiver three. Yeah, if you believe in him, I see no reason why not to take him in the seventh round. I'm with you where I don't believe in him, but I think that has a lot to do with he hasn't done anything since 2015. Right. Like That's a really exactly. long time. But in the seventh round, if you want to believe in his talent, he had a really, really good playoff game. So if you think that will keep continuing on to the next season, then take the chance on him in the seventh round it's not like he's a super expensive guy yeah very true I like it you are wise Michelle Ooh, we got okay so this is our last card that we're going to do tonight and you know what it may have been what we wanted hey 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 don't okay. steal fire from Miss Cleo here Sorry. oh wow we're gonna put hex on you girl watch it Dalvin Cook <laughs> bust Lauren, oh, no. tell me about this. Oh, okay, so if we're going to define, a, it depends on how we define a bust. So Dalvin Cook is going right now at the 206. 
So if we are going to define a bust by like either just slightly underproducing their ADP. No, I think it has to be like greatly underproducing their ADP. Oh, I, oh, no, but that's shoot, an ambiguous, so that's an ambiguous term, right? Like next year, if he, if he, you know, he plays this year, next year he doesn't go until the fourth round because he had a disappointing year. That's what I'm talking about. It's a bust. That's okay. not, I got you. I got you. I yeah, I understand. It's hard to qualify that though, because different people see bust as different things. So for me, I do not think that Dalvin Cook is going to be a bust, even at the second round. And here is my reasons why. As much as I love uh, Kirk Cousins, I know everyone's like, eh, but I love Stefan Diggs. I love Adam Thielen. There was a reason why they fired DeFilippo is because they wanted to use the run game. And I do understand that Dalvin Cook is brittle, like wet tissue paper. I get it. That's one of the reasons why they got Alexander Madison to be there in that offense. I don't think they're going to be so heavily utilizing. Everyone thinks that they're going to suddenly turn into Seattle and that's all they do is run the football. That's garbage. You don't pay Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins to run the football. Exactly. And I think they paid Stefan Diggs too. I could totally be making that up. But, you know, here's the thing. Dalvin Cook is not durable enough to sustain what everyone is expecting the Vikings to do. And you cannot have a really solid run game unless you have an also very solid passing game, which we know they do based on how productive they were in the passing game with both Adam Thielen and the later Stefan Diggs. But they will be utilizing Cook way more than they did before because DiFilippo is gone. So he is going to produce at those numbers and I think they're going to get Alexander Madison, uh, Madison. And there was somebody else too. Gosh, I can't remember his name. The other guy. Boone? Oh, gosh. But was it Boone? Yes, it was Boone. Those are going to be guys that are going to help take a big workload off of Cook so that he can stay healthy because they understand that there is an injury risk with the guy who falls up the stairs and hurts himself. I totally get that. It's a, it's a condition. Trust me, I do it too. So they will be a run heavier team than they were before. And I do think that he is going to do well, and I don't think you're going to be disappointed if you take him at his current ADP, which is in the 206. I don't have a problem with that. Barring injury, that is going to be the biggest problem with Dalvin Cook. So you have to understand that risk when you're going into it. For me personally, I'm understanding that risk, and I'm okay with taking him. I do not think that he's going to be a bust. So do you think his ceiling is that much higher than those going around him to take that risk, that injury risk? Oh, yeah. Okay. I do. I do. And it's because of the touchdowns. I think that he is going to be able to see a lot more work in the red zone um, with Stefanski's offense and with Gary Kubiak's offense that I think that he saw under DiFilippo, period. But, yeah, I do think that when they're going to work him in, I think it's going to be that goal line work. I like it. Okay, okay. I like that, too. I I don't know if I'm willing to take the chance on him, but if, like, do you picture picture him, if he plays a full 16 game, stays healthy, that he could be a top Mm -hmm. five running back? Ooh, top five? Or six. You know, you don't have to be exactly top five. I think, yeah, I I think I could. I think he could push the, I think he could push that ceiling. I think, I don't think, that it would be outside of the realm of, realm of possibility okay. to see him at five or six. And I agree with you there. I just think I'm just so worried about his injury history, but exactly. I do get, I, I get someone that loves his skill set that just wants to take a chance on it. At least it's not your first round pick. Um, I think he can possibly stay healthy this year, even though it's been. And I especially like him in leagues that you can keep guys. So if you're in a keeper league and you already have like a stud running back that you want to keep, I don't mind that. Okay. I don't mind that at okay. all. I like your answer. 
I think my biggest concern with him, and I can I can see him finishing in the top five, just you know, like sort of off the cuff, right? I can I can picture that in the realm of possibility. I just think that there are a lot of things that have to go right in order for that to happen. Exactly. And you're exactly right. I am looking at it as all of those things line up in that stellar constellation. And I would rather, like Michelle said, take the upside of it happening. Maybe the year after that, if it doesn't work out, I'll be like, fool me thrice, you're dead to me. But (laughs) this year, I want to give him that chance. I I really do. For some reason, it speaks to me. I I really like that offense, and I think they're going to be very well balanced, and I think they're going to take care of Cook a lot better, I think, than they have before. And there's something about that offense I like. I do think that there's something to be said for the fact that they need to work other guys into the into the mix, right? I, mm-hmm. Cook has definitely proven that he can't sustain like a true workhorse workload. Um, maybe utilizing him more in the passing game and more on passing downs will give him that sort of ability to stay fresh, stay healthy if you're working other guys into the mix. Um I, I hope that he will stay healthy. I, I really like him as a prospect. I think we all do. I think we all want him to stay healthy. There's something about that kid. We just want him to succeed. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and he's somebody that I think everybody wants to see. I, I feel like there's just always sort of been some some situation holding him back. I think we want to see what he can do when all the stars align. So it'll be an interesting 2019. It should be. Absolutely. All right, we're going to wrap this thing up. Lauren, thank you so much for for joining us today. Tell us where we can find all of the awesome stuff you're working on. Oh my God, ladies, thank you so much for having me. So you guys, you can find me on social media platforms at StepmomLauren, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash StepmomLauren. I'm a writer for the Fantasy Footballers. I also contribute to FakePigskin.com, also to the Fantasy Whisperers. Um, you guys can find all of my work, whether it's articles, podcasts, videos on my website. It's stepmomlauren.com. Please do yourself a favor. Don't Google it, especially on your work computer or around <laughs> children. Just don't do it. Go straight to stepmomlauren.com. You'll find my work there and come tweet me, ask me questions, follow me, subscribe. I love asking, asking, I love asking your questions. <laughs> Just kidding. I love answering your questions and I, I love connecting with y'all. And you guys, thank you again so much for having me on. It's always a ton of fun. <laughs> always a ton of fun. We're going to have a lot of <laughs> editing to do in this podcast. We're <laughs> There's a lot of laughter in this. So Kate will probably have to, you know, edit it out, but I like I have mascara on. I don't anymore because it's like smeared all over my face. <laughs> we really I'm did. So uh, Miss Cleo, I think, killed us all. Miss Cleo killed it. Like, give her a two thumbs. Way I'm up. sad we didn't start with Miss Cleo. <laughs> I'll tell. I'll, I'll let her know Ms. you guys were a fan. I know. And then Brenda said she's real good. Brenda, Brenda's a huge fan of Miss Cleo. I am <laughs> so happy that we got to have you guys on. You guys. I'm so happy that we got to have you on, Lauren. Well, I am like multiple personalities. That was totally fun. Yes, you would. I'm, yeah, you and Miss Cleo is what I meant. Hope you enjoyed the NFC and AFC North. To check out our other divisional previews, don't miss our other recent episodes. They've been released on Mondays. We've got, last but not least, the NFC and AFC East. Last but not least, <laughs> East. Get it? Get it? I like it. Yeah. I like so it. So we've got those coming up. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash ballblast. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, y'all.